Welcome in to your Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Saturday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers in the afternoon, high 60 to 65, northwest winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows around 40, west winds up to 10 miles an hour. Sunday, partly cloudy, highs 65 to 70, west winds up to 10 miles an hour. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows around 45, southwest winds up to 10 miles an hour. Memorial Day, partly cloudy in the morning, then becoming mostly cloudy, highs 70 to 75, southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Monday night and Tuesday, partly cloudy, lows 45 to 50, highs 70 70 to 75. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows around 50. Wednesday, partly cloudy, highs around 75. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 50 to 55. Thursday and Thursday night, partly cloudy, highs 75 to 80, lows 50 to 55. Friday, mostly cloudy, highs 80 to 85. The St. Mary Rehabilitation Working Group met via conference call on Friday afternoon to discuss the catastrophic failure of Drop 5 of the St. Mary Canal and conveyance work system. The collapse cut off the flow of water from the system to the Milk River. Steve Davies of the Bureau of Reclamation says that because Fresno and Nelson Reservoirs are currently full, irrigators across the High Line should be able to get through mid-July. We have till about mid-July before we have to stop irrigation, start shutting down. So what's at risk here is the second half of this season. We don't have a water supply for the second half of that season unless there's rainfall or unless there's a temporary fix. In terms of potential fixes, Davies said everything is on the table. We're looking at is there a temporary fix? What is that temporary fix and, and is that full canal capacity of 600 or something less? What's the cost of that? What's the time frame? And how does that differ from a full repair? In a best-case scenario, Davies says a repair could be completed sometime in August. The Hill County Health Department held an online meeting on Friday and discussed what they are doing to prepare for Phase 2. Public Health Director Kim Larson said they are currently molding a Phase 2 guidelines document for businesses and the like and hope this will help everyone adjudicate future decisions clearly. Put together a document today that has all of the phase two guidelines that we're going to provide to people who are providing like large group gatherings and also the fair board to help them with their decision moving forward as to whether or not to have the Great Northern Fair. During the meeting, health officer Jessica Sheehy said Montana is averaging 10 to 12 new COVID-19 cases a week, but Hill County is staying clear. A Memorial Day service will be held at 11 a.m. on Monday, May 25th at the Hill County Courthouse. American Legion Commander Les Johnson said along with laying wreaths for the veterans, they have a lot of great things planned for this year's service. Dean Rudio will be singing the National Anthem. Boy Scouts will be doing a flag ceremony. They'll be reading the last year's deceased veterans' names. They'll be an honor guard with a 21-gun salute. Johnson said a lot of other services have canceled, but they felt the outdoor venue would help keep everyone safe. Johnson also said Sunday at 9 a.m. they will be placing flags on veterans' graves at Highland Cemetery, and if anyone would like to participate, they can call 394-2287. 
The 2020 Rocky Boy High School graduation ceremony will be held Wednesday, May 27th at the football field. Superintendent Void St. Pierre said they originally had their ceremony scheduled to happen this week, but due to forecasted weather conditions, they decided to reschedule. St. Pierre said along with rescheduling and moving the event outdoors, they've had to make some changes to ensure everyone's safety. Graduates will be allowed to bring two people who will accompany them and sit with them. In addition to that, we've allowed each graduate to also bring an additional eight guests who we will section off areas of the football field to where those individuals may sit. For more information, visit rockyboy.k12.mt.gov. Turning to state news. Montana is requiring operators at a copper mine to post a $4.6 million bond before construction can begin. The AP reports the State Department of Environmental Quality announced the bond calculation Wednesday for the first phase of the Black Butte Copper Project after Sandfire Resources America acquired an operating permit. Jerry Zieg, Sandfire's senior vice president, says the company will post the bond for the first phase and begin surface construction in June. Company officials say the estimate estimated total bonding for the Black Butte Copper Project has not yet been released, but it is expected to operate for 13 years. Montana's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate soared to 11.3% in April, while the state was under a stay-at-home order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Total employment, which includes payroll, agricultural, and self-employed workers, decreased by nearly 56,000 jobs in April. It was the highest unemployment rate since 8.8% of the state's workers were out of a job during a recession in early 1983. Unemployment records go back to 1976. State labor officials know nearly 18,000 Montanans have returned to work since retailers were allowed to reopen in late April. The governor has announced that Montana will begin its second phase of economic reopening on June 1st. A judge has dismissed a lawsuit from a coalition of states, environmental groups, and American Indians that sought to revive an Obama-era moratorium against U.S. government coal sales on public lands in the West. The judge said President Donald Trump's administration had fixed its initial failure to consider the environmental impacts of ending the moratorium. Opponents of the leasing program included the Democratic Attorneys General, of California, New York, New Mexico, and Washington State. The mining industry and two coal states, Wyoming and Montana, joined the case on the side of the federal government. Turning to regional news, a coal company has furloughed or laid off 101 workers at a Wyoming mine, citing reduced energy use during the coronavirus pandemic. Navajo Transitional Energy Company furloughed 93 hourly employees and eight salaried staff Thursday at the Antelope Mine. The Navajo Nation Company said in a statement that furloughs and layoffs are necessary despite temporary pay reductions and other attempts to preserve jobs. The AP reports the job losses are on top of 130 NTEC workers laid off in April, 73 from the Spring Creek Mine in southern Montana, and 57 at Antelope in northeastern Wyoming. Even before the pandemic, people living in rural communities and on tribal lands are among the toughest to count in the 2020 census. The U.S. Census Bureau suspending work this spring pushed those efforts even further behind. 
That concerns advocates in rural America and Indian country. Alaska, West Virginia, New Mexico, Montana, and other states with large rural populations are lagging behind the rest of the nation in answering the once-a-decade questionnaire. Those states have the largest concentration of households that rely on getting the forms from visiting census workers. Ultimately, it could cost them congressional seats and federal funding for highways, schools, and health care. Governor Doug Burgum asked President Donald Trump on Friday to issue a disaster declaration for widespread spring flooding in North Dakota. Burgum's office said flooding has caused an estimated $40 million plus in damage in roads and other public infrastructure in North Dakota. The request follows Burgum's executive order in April declaring a statewide flood emergency. In a letter, Burgum asked Trump to declare a major disaster from March 2nd to April 25th when the Red River dropped below major flood stage in Pembina. The request includes 21 counties. The governor says river and overland flooding this spring caused significant damage to roads, bridges, and culverts in North Dakota counties already burdened by recovery costs from spring and fall flooding last year. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is asking residents to avoid mask-shaming people who are wearing protective gear because of the coronavirus. The Republican governor and ardent Donald Trump supporter says people who choose to wear masks deserve support and encouragement because they may be protecting someone who is vulnerable to the virus. Burgum says masks could be the new normal and compared them to the evolution of helmets for bicyclists, hockey players, and bull riders. Trump has declined to wear face coverings during his recent trips outside of Washington. Meanwhile, the state's daily COVID-19 cases nearly dropped in half in the last day, with roughly the same amount of tests from Friday. And that does it for your Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Saturday, stay safe out on the roads, and make sure to do your part to help flatten the curve.